0: Goal Achievers, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Hey, it's Hal Elrod, and uh, it's May, what is today, May 11th, the day I'm recording this. You'll probably hear it in a couple days. I have a confession to make. We're going to start out just right away, up front, confession, transparency. I do not want to record this podcast right now. Nope don't want to, don't feel like it. In fact, I've been sitting here for 15, 16 minutes going just procrastinating. I was on my phone playing. I was checking social media and I was thinking, trying to figure out how to get myself to record a podcast that I just, I'm just not feeling it today. In fact, this morning, I didn't feel like going for a run. It's one of those days, you know, one of those days, but here's what's interesting. I didn't feel like going for a run this morning, no energy, no motivation, um, but I went for a run. Right now, I don't feel like recording this podcast, but I'm recording the podcast. So, like, I didn't even know what I was going to talk about. And then I go, you know what? Why don't I talk about how to get yourself to do what you know you should do? And when I say should, I mean, what would benefit you or what you've committed to do or what you know in your heart is what is for your highest good. So, when I say should, that's a loaded word, but that's what I mean, is what would be what you feel would be beneficial for you, but you don't feel like it, right? You ever have that happen? You don't feel motivated. You don't feel inspired. You don't feel energized, but there's stuff you got to do. There's stuff that you, you you wanted to do at the moment you set that goal, that you made that commitment, that you set that intention, right? You wanted to do it when you when you were in that space, in that mental and emotional state. But then when it comes time to do it, that mental and emotional state may have left you now you're you don't feel like doing it. so what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, you got two choices. You can either do it or not do it. right? That's pretty much it. You can do the thing that you decided in advance was the right thing for you to do, the thing that would move you forward toward the life that you want, the goals, the dreams that you've you've had you can do those things or not. And so, the the question is, how do you get yourself to do the things that you know you should do even when you don't feel like it? And in some ways, we could argue that this is the single most important question to answer or or strategy to to develop in your arsenal, in your tool belt when it comes to achieving goals. You know, this is the Achieve Your Goals podcast, of course, and we talk about all sorts of stuff. And some of it's directly related to achieving a goal or achieve how to achieve goals, but a lot of it's just around how to live a good life. And today I think this topic is specifically, how to get yourself to do what you need to do, especially when you don't feel like it, is as I just said, arguably the most important to figure out. So how do we do this? Well, I can say, I'll just, I'll take just a minute to give you a little bit of my history in this regard. When I started, I, I would say this didn't really become part of my tool belt, if you will, my toolkit for achieving goals until I was 19 years old, which is, I mean, you could argue is relatively young, but I got hired in sales and started selling Cutco Cutlery, right? That was how I got my start at 19. Actually, before that, I was a DJ on the radio. And then I gave up my dream job on the radio because I just saw a financial opportunity in sales that uh, I did not see, at least in the short term, on the radio. So I tried to do both for a little while. And uh, finally, falling asleep at the wheel after DJing midnight to 6 a.m. and then driving an hour and a half to my sales territory, (laughs) I I decided one had to go and uh, I was all fired up on the new sales job that I had. So I quit the radio and and I always thought I would come back to it. I never ended up doing that. But so when I was in sales, most people, you know, when you start a career in sales, you're excited. And as soon as you run into obstacles, challenges, setbacks, defeats, failures, and this is true for any area of life, not just if you're in sales, but then typically that state of mind that you set out, To achieve your goals, it's crushed, right? It's squashed, it's replaced with the negative emotions that are generated within us in the midst of things not going as we would have expected. And so then what happens is that drive and that motivation that you set out with, it's nowhere to be found, right? You're going, man, I'm supposed to get on the phone and I'm supposed to make phone calls. Or if you ever tried to write a book, you know when you set out, set the goal. It's that exciting time. I call it the infatuation period. You're infatuated with your new idea, similar to how you were infatuated with a love interest, you know. And then eventually, that newness kind of wears off, and then you've got to dig deep, right? You have to dig deep. You have to develop some some qualities and some characteristics and and a mindset and some habits that can get us to do the things that we need to do to generate the outcome that we want, even though we lost that initial drive, love, passion, energy, motivation, whatever it may be. And so, and this is true for any new idea, new habit, new goal, anything that you set in your life that you get excited about initially, it tends to wear off. But I once was complaining to my, uh, actually this goes back. I was complaining to my sales manager when I was in selling Cutco and, uh, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm just not motivated anymore. And he goes, well, whose responsibility is it for, to get you motivated? And I kind of thought about it. It was kind of a reality check. I'm like, uh, I guess it's mine. And I go, but well, but here's the thing is I'm just bored. I feel like I'm just bored with it. And he goes, well, whose responsibility is it to make it fun again? And I was like, uh, yeah, mine, I guess. He's like, yeah, I guess so. Guess it's your responsibility to make it fun again, to create, generate the motivation that you need, right? And then it's a matter of, okay, well, hmm, let's step one. I think that's true for all of us. So if you're listening to this right now, step one, any area of your life that you don't feel like doing, right? That you're not motivated anymore or you're not passionate about or you've you've lost whatever it is, whatever, whatever your excuses that you're you're finding yourself adhering to. Well, I want to do this but I was going to do this, but I was on the trajectory to to, to achieve this thing, but this happened, right? Whatever that but is for you, whatever that excuse is for you, number one is extreme ownership, right? Responsibility. You've got to take 100% responsibility for every area of your life. That is the foundation of creating a great life, of making changes, is you have to take responsibility and it's nobody else's fault, right? It's nobody else's fault. It's not COVID-19's fault. It's not, it's nobody's fault. And, and in fact, we'll probably talk next week. I was going to talk about today inner freedom, but I think we'll talk about that probably next week. Because as I was sitting there stewing over what I would talk about with inner freedom, I realized, you know what? I don't feel like recording a podcast. So why don't I hit record and then see what happens and talk about how to get yourself to do that? So so the first thing is you've got to take total responsibility. And to the degree, this is worth, you might write this down, but to the degree that you take responsibility for every aspect of your life determines the degree of power that you hold to change any aspect of your life. So, to the degree that you hold, you take responsibility for every aspect of your life determines the degree of control or power you have to change or improve any aspect of your life, right? This is true for all of us. So that's where it starts is with responsibility. And once you can have that mindset and go, look, I have to stop blaming. I have to stop putting my energy into things or people or circumstances that are out of my control because that does nothing but disempower me, right? That does nothing but disempower us when we give our power away to something else. It's that person's fault. It's that thing's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the virus's fault, right? Whatever. No, we have to take ownership, you are 100% responsible for you. And that means both your outer world, right? Which, Which is, that usually takes longer to make changes in. So, it starts with your inner world. And it's about accepting exactly where you are as it is and not resisting, not wishing it were any different. But it's ultimately you deciding that, you know what? I can't control what's going on outside of me, but I get to control what's going on inside of me, right? That's a little bit of the inner freedom piece. So, it starts with the responsibility. So, once you start there, then it's okay. I have to create the motivation or the energy or the drive or the discipline or whatever it is that I feel like I'm lacking right now that's standing in the way of me doing the thing that I need to do. So, that's the first piece is you've got to own it. You've got to take responsibility. Now, let's get tactical. In terms of the strategy, I'm just going to go back to, I learned this in the book, Failing Forward, probably, I don't know, 10 or more years ago by John Maxwell. And I've shared this strategy before. You know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. In fact, I've tried to reinvent the wheel over the years. I've thought maybe I should like rename the strategy and make it my own. I go, no, that's totally inauthentic. <laughs> like I'd i be stealing someone's strategy and trying to spawn it off by just changing the verbiage, right? Uh, not, not cool. So uh, John Maxwell taught the lesson that the way you get yourself to do something that you don't feel like doing is you have to act your way into feeling, right? So you might want to write that down. Act your way into feeling. And that's what I did, by the way. I didn't feel like recording a podcast. So I just, I literally, as soon as I realized that, I go, okay, I'm going to hit record and I'm going to talk about how I'm getting myself to do the thing that I don't feel like doing using strategies that I've learned and implemented over the last you know, decade or so. And that's the same thing I did this morning when I went for the run. I didn't feel like running and as I started to think myself out of running and that's what we do by the way examine that for yourself what happens is when you think of something that you that you should do that you ultimately want to do maybe not in the moment you don't feel like doing it, but you want to do it. You know it's good for you. You want to eat that healthy food. You want to avoid that unhealthy food. You want to go to the gym or go for a walk or go exercise. You want to read. You want to wake up early, right? You want to do these things in the big picture, but in the moment, based on our temporary, short-term, often short-lived emotional state, right? Well, we don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. So, this morning, I was like, I don't feel like going for a run. I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm like, I do a miracle morning. And at one point I was all jazzed up, but I like had meditated and I was calmed down and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel energized. I don't feel like I'm running. And so I know this cause I've done this for again, over a decade. I know that the secret is to act your way into feeling is to do the thing that you don't feel like doing without thinking. And sometimes you literally have to shut off the brain. Like that's kind of what I did is I went, okay, I don't feel like it. So I'm gonna stop thinking about it and I'm just gonna go do it, right? Stop thinking about the thing that you're you know you should be doing and just do the thing. And then once you do the thing, the energy, the motivation that you need will, you will generate it, right? Brendan Burchard says that that you know, we're a power plant doesn't have energy, it generates energy, right? So a, a dormant human being doesn't have energy, you have to generate energy. And so for me, I just, I stopped thinking myself out of it and I acted my way into feeling. I walked over, I grabbed my running shoes, I put them on and I opened the door and I went outside. And then I was like, okay, (sighs) all right, I'm outside. I got running shoes on. I know I'm about to go for a run. And then I decided instead of just running, right, I wanted to set my intention for the run. And so I stood there in my driveway and I stretched and I took a deep breath and I went, okay, how can I make this run as productive as possible? When I say productive, I don't mean getting a bunch of stuff done. I just mean productive in terms of it produces a positive result or outcome for me. And so, I thought, I just want, to, I just want this run to reinforce feelings of inner peace, inner freedom. I want to be completely present. I want to just zone out, you know, just be in the moment, the power of now, if you will. And I'm not going to think about anything. I don't want to think about anything. And if I do think anything, like, I just want to think about returning to that inner freedom. So, that was kind of my mantra was inner freedom, inner freedom. And actually, that did lead to, I kept saying, my life is perfect. In fact, I'll tell you, those are two of my favorite mantras. Here's a little bonus tips, um, side note. Two of my favorite mantras, I've said these a lot for a long time, but like when I had cancer and I was in a lot of pain, I would just smile and say, my life is perfect and I am grateful for every moment. My life is perfect and I am grateful for every moment moment. And we did a podcast on that. I did a podcast a while back, probably, you know, three, four, five, six months ago on how to see your life as perfect, right? How to make your life perfect. And it's a perspective. My life is perfect. When I was in the hospital undergoing chemotherapy in pain, you know, fighting or hoping not to die, right? I decided my life is perfect. This is exactly, and all that is, is really just the opposite of resistance, Perfection is the opposite of resistance in, in this context, that rather than resisting going, gosh, why is this happening? I wish this wasn't happening. I wish this virus wasn't happening. I wish I wasn't losing income right now. I wish, like, I wish, I wish, I wish, right? That's resisting reality. And to the degree that resist reality determines the degree of emotional pain that we create for ourselves. It's resistance that causes pain. And they say, what you resist persists, right? So, if you resist the thing that's causing you pain, it will persist and cause you more pain. The opposite of resistance, you can see, is that perspective of perfection, where I go, my life is perfect. Therefore, I'm not resisting anything. My life is perfect. I have cancer. My life is perfect. I'm going bankrupt. My life is perfect, right? Like, my life is perfect. And and part of understanding that perspective is seeing the big picture and realizing that a lot of our greatest growth an opportunity comes from our greatest challenges, adversity, tragedies—you name it—and from that place, going look, my life is always perfect. I'm always—and here, here's another way to look at it—to affirm. This is one of my old affirmations: I'm always exactly where I'm supposed to be, experiencing what I need to experience, experiencing what I need to experience, so that I can learn what I must learn in order to become the person who can create everything I want for my life. I'll say that again. I'll try not to fumble through it this time. I am always exactly where I am supposed to be, experiencing what I need to experience so that I can learn what I must learn in order to be the person I need to be to create everything I want for my life. And it's realizing that even in the midst of our greatest struggles, we are exactly where we need to be experiencing what we need to experience in order to learn what we must learn to become the person that we need to be to create everything that we want for our life. And again, this is a perspective. You could also have the perspective that says, life sucks. This is unfair. I am the victim. This is bullshit. Like, right? You can have that perspective and it's just as true. It's just as true but which one serves us, right? That's what we want to look at is, like, we can go down a rabbit hole of either negative, destructive, harmful thinking, or we can go down a rabbit hole of positive, inspired, empowering thinking. And you can argue the truth behind either one, absolutely. Life is not fair, absolutely. Or life's wonderful, yeah, right? It's completely, it's a matter of perspective, and it's just a matter of deciding what is it that serves you, In any given moment. And typically, it's not the negative, destructive, disempowering, harmful thinking that's usually not what serves us. And so now more than ever, when I say now, I mean, in the midst of any adversity. And if you're a human being, eh, you're almost always going through it. So, you could say now more than ever. It's always now more than ever, right? Because who you are now more than ever is going to determine who you become tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day in the life that you create. So, now more than ever, we've got to take responsibility for our life. We talked about that. But then it comes with responsibility for our thinking, you have to take responsibility for your thinking and be very intentional. And that's where affirmations come into play for me. You know, when I am meditating in the morning and I have these thoughts, I'll pause the timer on the meditation if I need to, and I'll jot down some notes in my journal. What I've been doing lately, by the way, you can borrow this. I always kind of, I'll play with the miracle morning in the order that I do things. Well, a buddy of mine reminded me recently how important it is to handwrite in your journal. And he, Reminded me of the science of why that's better than typing. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll give it a shot. And so I have a blank journal next to my bed. And the first few days, I, like, I would write a few sentences and then I would mess up and I would go, uh, I want to type. And I'm kind of OCD about that kind of stuff, right? So I'm, I'm going to type, then I can make it perfect, you know? And, uh, but then the last few days, I've been, I just, the first thing I do, I wake up and I'll do a little meditation and then I write. I just start free writing and I just write. I don't think of what I'm going to write. It's weird. I literally turn the brain off. I I don't try to figure out what I'm going to write ahead of time. I just start free writing as they call it. And I just write and write and write and it's amazing. And if you just set a timer, set your timer for, you know, five or 10 minutes. By the end of the writing, I always have, and I'm reminded because I used to do this, but I'm reminded, oh, wow, the writing always starts out kind of murky. Like, I don't know where I'm going with it. And then at the end, I always come to a profound Perfect realization breakthrough that I need in my life right then. It's amazing, right? And not to mention it allows you to just kind of vent and get the thoughts out of your head and get them onto paper. And then from there, uh, you know, then I go into my affirmations and all the other pieces of the miracle morning. To circle back to getting yourself to do the things that you don't feel like doing, controlling your thinking is a really big part of it, right? It's a really big part of it. And sometimes that means shutting off your thinking, right? And just acting your way into feeling. But in the bigger picture, right? So in the moment, that's the strategy. Act your way into feeling. And that's what I did this morning. Didn't feel like running. So didn't care. Stop. So shut the thinking off, right? Act your way into feeling. Don't think your way out of action. That's what we usually do. We think our way out of action. So turn off the thinking, act your way into feeling. Like Nike said, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't contemplate it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. I put my running shoes on, headed out the front door, and and then once you're outside, it's like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna go for a run, right? Then once I acted my way into feeling though, then I I pulled my thinking back, my you know, I turned my thinking brain back on. I like, go, okay, now that I'm I'm gonna run, what what would be the best the best way to run? What should I think or not think or feel or affirm or focus on, right? And for me this morning, it was just to really smile and embrace nature and be in the moment and have inner freedom, freedom from my thinking. So, I turned the brain back off. See, it's amazing you think about that. Our brain is arguably our most powerful tool, but it's also the most destructive if we don't take control. If we don't grab the reins and we allow our thinking to just run wild and be influenced by outer sources such as the news or other people, what they say, what they do, what they think, how they write, we have to take control. So the brains this powerful tool and it's, but it can be used for good or evil, so to speak. And if you don't intentionally use it, then and if you're not exposing yourself only to positive aspects of your environment, then your brain can, you know, your mind can run away with the negative thinking. So, so once you act your way into feeling, then it's about choosing the thoughts that best serve you in any given moment. And, you know, the the, the I think day one in self-help is positive thinking. Right. I think day one in self-help is positive thinking. When you learn about personal development or self-help, it's think positive. And interestingly enough, That's still fundamental. It's still one of, if not the foundation of living the life that you want to live, both internally how you feel, because if you think destructive thoughts, right, it creates destructive mindsets and emotional patterns and so on and so forth. If you think positive, empowering thoughts, it makes you feel empowered. So, taking control of our thoughts. And so, in the long run, that's where affirmations come into play, where you every day are affirming what it is that you want to think, feel, what you're committed to, what why that's important to you, which actions you're going to take, right? So, your affirmations are your blueprint to program your subconscious mind in a way where... You get to feel what you want to feel, what you choose to feel. It's like choosing the computer program and then utilizing affirmations and meditation every day to install that program. And unlike a computer program, you don't, you don't set it and forget it. You can't, you know, it's a computer program, you install it and then it's installed. It's done. You're good. It's there permanently. Well, the human operating system is a little bit different. You, you, you don't just install the program and then walk, you know, and then go, wow, I'm fixed. Dude, I'm good. No, it's a very gradual change, right? It's a very gradual it takes you've got to utilize that programming day in, day out, repetitively, day after day after day after day. And in the same way that somebody who's a really genuinely happy person and they've thought happy thoughts for a long time and they're surrounded they're in a positive environment, and they've surrounded themselves with positive people, you know that person can't become depressed overnight, right? I say can't, I I would imagine that maybe there's something that could cause them to become depressed, but typically you flip a switch, you know, I forgot who said that initially, but it's the idea that the, the thermostat, right? We all have our kind of mental and emotional thermostat, and it's it's set at a certain level of you know joy and inner peace and you know happiness or anger and 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 just you know either basically you can say for simple terms positive or negative emotions. That thermostat is set there, and so in the same way, if it gets really cold outside and your inner thermostat drops in your house, right? Well, then the thermostat kicks in and it keeps it back to normal or, or, or to whatever it was set at. The same way is we all have kind of a, a happiness set point. And uh, the, it takes gradual, consistent effort in terms of our thinking and our behavior over an extended period of time to change that otherwise it goes right back to whatever we're set at so in the same way that somebody's really happy you know one setback isn't going to turn them into a depressed person overnight well someone who's suffered from depression or anxiety right if that if you can if that's you right you can't it's not an overnight switch but it is a gradual day by day by day and you literally can get better every single day The last, what is today? Today begins the 11th, I think, of May. So, for 11 days, I've been doing the Miracle Morning Mission for May 30-Day Challenge, and if you don't know what that is, I talked about it on last week's podcast. Go to halelrod.com forward slash podcast or find it wherever you listen to podcasts. But uh, the mission for for me uh, was to regain my inner freedom, whereas for most of my life, I've, you know, personally, I've felt I've been able to be really been a genuinely happy person. And my thermostat was set on happy essentially. And when, no matter what happened, car accident, cancer, you know, I was typically able to just stay happy in the midst of whatever I was going through. Right. I, that was, that to me is inner freedom. No matter what's going on around you, you're in control of what's going on inside of you. That's for me, inner freedom. And, uh, this chemotherapy over the last three years, as you've heard me talk about, is it just has gradually taken a toll where I went from being happy, 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 you know, and just gradually it just started like wearing away, chipping away. And I'm not sure what's going on in my brain, but after enough time, it kind of, it wore it away. And I feel like I lost that inner freedom. And so I've spent the last 11 days focusing my meditation and my affirmations and my exercise and my visualization and my reading and my journaling all on regaining inner freedom, all on being just at peace with everything as it is and unconditionally happy and joyful and grateful no matter what is going on around me. And uh, I'd say, yeah, there's ups and downs, good days, bad days. Like I said, Today was a little bit of a tough day for whatever reason. The, the motivation wasn't there, but it ultimately, it just gets better and better and better and better and better every day. And I've seen hundreds of people posting in the Miracle Morning community. In fact, over a thousand uh, have posted comments on, um, and that's the Miracle Morning Community Facebook group. But on how they're, you know, they're they're getting better. Their their health is better. They're, whatever they're focusing on. Some of them are focusing on, you know, their business and, and earning income because of what's happened in the midst of this pandemic. Some of them are focused on being happy. Some are focused on being healthier, improving a relationship. And I've seen very little, uh, very little negative feedback. I always ask everyone, be honest, be transparent, you know, share your wins, but also share your challenges. Let's support each other. And very, people have said, yeah, there's been, you know, there's been good days and baddies, but for the most part, I'm just getting better and better and better and better and better. And so, obviously that's true for you as it is for me, as it is for them, whoever it is and whatever it is that you're working on. So, circling back to this and kind of closing this out, how do you get yourself to do what you need to do even when you don't feel like it? Number one, you have to take responsibility. It's your responsibility to do what you know you should do in relation to the goals that you've set, the commitments that you've made. So, number one is you've got to take full responsibility. Number two in the moment, act your way into feeling. So, whenever you, whatever your goals that you're working towards, whatever commitments you've made, whatever habits you've got in place, whatever things you've, you've got in your schedule, even if you don't feel like it, just do the thing you don't feel like, right? Great example is today's podcast. Didn't feel like it. Within two minutes of me realizing that, I hit record. I just jotted down a couple of notes of what I wanted to talk about. I hit record. And now, You can probably tell for most of this episode, once I started it, I actually feel like it. I didn't feel like starting it. And we often don't feel like starting it. But once we start it, that's the hardest part. Once we do, momentum takes over and we can keep going. And then the third piece is you've got to condition your mindset over an extended period of time, right? You've got to condition it. So I utilize affirmations for that. You can call them whatever you want mantras, affirmations. But for me, it's in writing my blueprint for. You can call it positive thinking, the positive thoughts and perspectives that I want to and need to and will maintain in order to keep conditioning and programming my subconscious mind and directing my conscious behavior in alignment with being the person that I'm committed to being to achieve the things I'm committed to achieving. So there's your three-part plan on how to get yourself to do what you need to do, even when you don't feel like it. Take responsibility, full responsibility that you are the only person that's responsible for getting yourself to do the things that you need to do and blaming anybody else for your circumstances does not do anything good for you, right? So you need to own responsibility. Number two, act your way into feeling. Do the thing. Stop thinking about it. Do the thing you're thinking about without thinking about it. Just do it right? And then for the long-term, condition your mindset to think the thoughts and feel the things that will continue to help you feel good and move forward, be motivated, take action, so on and so forth. Hopefully that's helpful for you. What do we go to today? About 30 minutes. So 30 minutes, quick shot of inspiration and strategy. And uh, I feel good. That's the cool part is the things that you don't feel like doing. Like this morning, I didn't want to run. Well, I just acted my way into feeling, and then how do you think I felt after and even during? I felt great. I'm like, ah, so glad I did this, whereas if I would have sat at home, I would have been like, oh, why didn't I run? I would have felt a little bit of guilt. I wouldn't have had as much energy the rest of the day, so on and so forth. Then I came home, didn't want a podcast. Ah, I don't feel like it. How can I get out of this? Maybe I can just repurpose an old audio or something. Or <laughs> I was trying to talk my way out of it, anything I could think of to get out of doing this, but then I just go, I'm going to act my way into feeling and I hit record and Now I'm energized and now I'm glad that I recorded this. So uh, I hope this is true for you. I hope you can apply this to your life. I know you can apply this to your life if you take responsibility for applying it to your life. Whatever you are going through right now, whatever you're going through right now, first, I love you. My heart goes out to you. Whatever you're going through right now, though, realize that it's your responsibility to do. The best that you can in the midst of whatever you're facing. And an important distinction to make is that responsibility is not the same as blame. Blame determines who's at fault, right? It's the government's fault. It's the coronavirus's fault. It's my spouse's fault. It's the bank's fault. It's whatever, the economy's fault, right? That's blame. And it's okay to blame. That's kind of a release, right? So exhale blame but inhale responsibility because while blame determines who's at fault, responsibility determines who's committed to changing things, who's committed to improving the circumstances that you find yourself in now, and that's always you. You are always responsible for improving the circumstances that you are currently in so that they become the circumstances that you want. So, goal achievers, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a listener to the podcast, a member of the Miracle Morning global community, and uh, I hope that whatever it is that's on your to-do list, that's on your goal list, that's on your agenda, that's on your mind and on your heart, anytime you find yourself not in the mood, not having the energy, not having the motivation, hopefully you'll implement today's strategies to get yourselves to do the things that you need to do that will make you feel good, that will light you up, that will energize you, that will move you forward, even if you don't feel like it in the moment. Because once you take that first step, once you get started, the energy, the motivation, the momentum that you need will come along and carry you the rest of the way. Talk to you all next week.